Welcome back. Chucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. In Richmond, you can check us out on 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM. And we're streaming live on the Odyssey app. Take us on the go with that Odyssey app. We appreciate that. You can also watch us on the Monumental Sports Network. We're presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. Looking to be their next five-star HVAC technician or plumber. Visit CropMetcalf.com and you can join their team. Coming up at 720, we'll give you the latest on some of the quarterbacks who may be drafted very high and drafted by the Washington Commanders. I'm seeing more and more scouts with different takes. It doesn't seem universal as to who should be number one, number two, number three. You know, it's great. So we'll did get you into see, that. Did you see Kurt Warner's? I know we're going to get into the whole thing, but... Uh, he was tweeting about he was evaluating the top yeah. quarterback prospects. We're going to talk about that coming up at seven twenty. You got Kurt Warner chiming in. I saw this. You just talk about how difficult it is. <clears throat> yep, I saw this guy. I think it's uh, I don't know exactly the 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 Twitter handle, but he was a scout for the Jets and he's making some waves. He he thinks Caleb Williams is like a fourth rounder. That's his grade on Caleb Williams. So wow. he has some interesting takes. So we'll get into that coming up at 720. But Jason mentioned in the sports page earlier, right around 620, that the biggest story, at least in the college basketball sports world, this weekend was the court storming incident. So Duke was upset. And pretty much when you beat Duke, you storm the court. Unless you're at Cameron Indoor and you're winning a home game. Right. And so Wake wasn't storming the court when they beat Pitt. No, no, because it doesn't matter as much. <laughs> so Wake beats Duke. They storm the court, and Duke's best player suffered what a sprained ankle, rolled his ankle mm, in the court. Either storming. that or a knee. I didn't see the updated injury. I thought it was an ankle, but could be wrong. You hope it looked it's an like ankle. it looked like he broke his leg. I mean, the way they were carrying him off the court, but hmm. it, yeah, he was not in good shape. And so <clears throat> you get this discussion. More and more, because it does seem like there are more incidents. Jason mentioned the Caitlin Clark incident earlier this season. And it's, well, what do you do? I will say this. Personally, I stormed a court or field once. I can't even remember the game. I think I stormed Bird Stadium once when Maryland had a big football win. Okay. I 100% did. It might have been a win over UVA at night. Mm. Could have been. I, and it's as, for, as from a student's perspective, me, it didn't happen very often. It's fun, sure right? It didn't. Yeah, yeah. I think it only happened I've once. I've never seen the football field was, at Maryland stormed. I think I was a freshman at in Maryland. person. So you're talking about 1989-ish, probably yeah. 88, 89. But I, I can't if, remember exactly. Terps, I, I do remember. If the Terps would beat like Michigan or Penn State on their home field or Ohio State. Like if they if Piggy hadn't overthrown the guy in the yeah, end they're zone, storming they're, it. Yeah. they're storming the, the the field that day, and it would probably have killed Urban Meyer. Well, court storming day. is all the rage, especially in college hoops, because it's fun. Everyone has their phones out. Right, that's what they're doing. They're mm-hmm. filming it. Sure. All these kids are running out with their phones, and they want to film, you know, their line uh, to the players. Mm-hmm. And then when they get to the players, they want to film the players. Mm-hmm. So I mean, f- for putting it on social media. All these kids are doing it. First of all, they're, and they're all drunk, and they're getting out there, and they're they're just being college kids. But it's becoming more prevalent these days because of I social have to media. Say, I are they all drunk? Any... Well, I mean, you think they're not at a football game often? <laughs> I, I want to say college kids don't drink. I, I, I know, but I don't know that they're always drunk for all these court storming things. It's just fun. Like 
I don't. Re- I, I vaguely remember um, storming the field. And I don't know that I necessarily was drunk. It's just like you pulled off a big win and you're just having fun. Well, you weren't. But, well, he, but JP, he's, he's making a generalization. Kids. A lot yeah. of pregame. Yeah. I mean, you you're, think they you're don't a pregame? drinker They're not drunk, you're drinking in I know, the dorms? I know, but a lot of, a lot of those, um, like the basketball arenas, I don't know that they can drink during the game. Well, they're drinking Whatever, sometime during the day. People okay. sneak it in. They're college I mean, kids. They, they so do everything. Use yeah. your head. Um, <clears throat> the, I'm actually, I don't want to see anybody get hurt, but I'm actually pro-court storming. Because it is fun to do when you're a student. I don't have yeah. any huge problem with it as long as the yeah. opposing it's team fun. or coaching staff Just don't run aren't into somebody or hurt. Don't it's... trip a player. Don't try to trip them on purpose. Don't yeah. be a douche. But it, it's kind of fun to storm a court. I get it. I'm pro court. Yeah, storming. well, they're all doing it. You know, <laughs> yeah. and it's fine when no one's hurt. But when someone gets hurt, then it's a huge story. Yeah, what is well, the like... bishop plan? You're going to solve it, Jason Bishop. You're going to solve. Yeah. It. You're I, I don't the know. Commissioner I don't know. College basketball. I don't think you can solve it. To be honest with you, um, you can find the schools out the yin yang, but the the students don't care. I would think that if you really wanted to completely eliminate it, there's only a couple ways, and this might not even work. If you, if the conference has said if you storm the court, it's a forfeit. You're going to lose the game. Right. Okay, that might do it. They would have to make that announcement before every game. And then the other thing is, if you want to threaten the students, you say, look, if we identify you on the Mm -hmm. court, if we say there's no court storming, but you storm the court and we can identify you and you're kicked out of school, maybe that has something to do with it. But what are you going to kick out 2,000, 3,000 kids? Yes. It just doesn't seem Um, very practical. So I'll be honest with you. I mean, they're trying to find these schools. I think it's fun. I'm I'm pro court. But most of these schools do not find the school or most of the conferences do not find the schools for court storming yeah i mean that's what you look forward to you you want to get a big upset win when you're there so i don't know all these kids that are going to alabama and all these big state schools and everything that's what they want to do last year when maryland upset purdue at xfinity massive court storming it was a huge scene yeah Yeah, everybody wants but everybody knows it's fun but the players are not protected. That's the issue. So you got to well, figure out. You yeah. got to figure out a way. Don't be stupid. Don't run into the but players. They are stupid. <laughs> That's what's happening. That's why Caitlin Clark and Filipowski are getting injured because students are stupid yeah. and they're overrunning players. Don't get off it's the court I don't think, and that's what I'm saying. I don't think you. This can, is why it's an issue. I mean, I a lot of the. I'm, I'm sure these. Pro. I'm still pro. I'm sure these coaches do tell their kids, "Hey, but you know that was a tight game. It's a four point game. They're mm-hmm. on the court mm-hmm. trying to you know make a play, trying to stay in the game. If it's a twenty point game, okay." If you run Leave into the court. a player and hurt a player, arrest them. Throw them in jail. I don't care. I like court storming. I like Look, it. I, I'm I'm not against it, but you do have to protect the players. Yeah, I don't if know you, how you If do you it. hurt someone, go to jail. I don't know how you do it. Uh, you know. I, mean, I think that's a good solution. I mean, when Creighton beat UConn a couple weeks ago, they had a line of security guards board, you know, uh, barricading, like, the players mm-hmm. inside the bench area. Right. All right. Now it was a blowout, mm-hmm. so you know, if that was a one point game and they or they went on the buzzer, you're not going to do that. But they were able to get the security guards out in if front of the bench. If you have enough security, I've been at I can't even remember if it's Bird any or or uh, Cole or if it's even at the Comcast Center and Finney, whatever the hell you call it. Um, where if they have enough security, they can hold you at bay. They can hold you at bay if you have enough. They weren't. Well, they they weren't have, holding those kids out. They didn't at have enough. They, they didn't have enough. When I don't care how many you have, I'm, you got to have hundreds. You would need five hundred to a yeah. thousand yeah. to yeah. hold them off. Did you hear Seth Greenberg killing Wake Forest and saying blamed it all on them? I didn't. All right, no. here, here's the audio. Sure okay. that that doesn't happen. The Wake Forest administration dropped the ball. You have to have a plan in place. If you're playing this game and you you, you you're expecting to win, 
You've got to hire extra security. You've got to have a plan in place to make sure these players get off the court safely, whether mm-hmm. it's create a blockade with your security so the students on both ends can't get on the court, but you've got to have something in place. We played Duke, college game day game, uh, my next last year. Fortunate enough to win. The day before, there was a full plan and a meeting where they had exactly what was going to happen. If we're fortunate enough to win this game, X, Y, and Z. And you know what? Virginia Tech executed it absolutely perfectly. Wake Forest and their administration, shame on you, because you should have had something in place to make sure, most important thing, the security of the visiting team. Maybe they didn't expect to win. That's what I I thought. (laughs) Share the same brain. My brain is just, you know, full of holes. It just doesn't work as well as it used to. Seth Greenberg definitely was on the show many, many moons ago, and there was saltiness. Can anybody remember what the the root of that was? Yeah, it was from me because. um, (laughs) You didn't like his attitude about something? Well. (laughs) He was being snarky to you? He was being snarky. Don't you remember? That, um, we were talking about his season and the team, and okay. um, I don't know. I think I might have. You probably said something offensive to him. <laughs> probably talked to, told him how I, I bad thought, he was doing. I, I this can't year. remember exactly how it went down, but he um, he was very snarky, and I made a comment, and then I think we ended up hanging up on him. <laughs> he was thin skinned, <laughs> yeah, but he's probably struggling a little bit, and you probably mentioned it. Probably pissed him off. Before his yeah. daughters went to Virginia Tech. Oh, yeah, that's, when I, that's when I was anti-Tech. I was anti-Hokies. <laughs> yeah. Big time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I but yeah, that was a long time ago. All my neighbors wear all this Virginia Tech know, gear. It's so annoying. And believe me, they always give me crap about <laughs> yeah, it. And I just, my response is people change. Right. Sure, you evolve. You have to adapt at times. People change. <laughs> Well, in two years, he won't be a Tech fan right. that much anymore. No, I bet he still will oh, be. Oh, yeah. Because now be. he's got that affinity. He's been there. He's got relationships. Now, in this game, in this particular game between Duke and Wake, Duke was down two, and then they missed a shot, so they fouled with 2.9 seconds left to put Wake on the line. Wake made two free throws, so they're up four with about a second left. All right, if I'm if I'm um, John Shire, I'm, I'm pulling the guys off. At, cause you're down four with a second left. You're not going to win the game. Then they try the length of the court pass, you know, hoping to get fouled on a three-point shot. I get it. But I, I probably would have, you know, called them off the court then because your the chances of you winning that game are point zero 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 one percent He kept them out, and then, look, you can see all it's those a fast kids. Court you can see all those kids getting ready to come out. I don't care. I understand where, where Greenberg's coming from. You could have had a million security guys. They're not stopping these kids. Maybe right. not you're that not, stampede, but I've been there before where they you're had not stopping that college park police. I'm sorry, you're just not. I've been that I've been at a basketball game at Maryland where they've had college park police around. They have like a little rope and they're not letting you through. They're just not letting you through. They're not letting you on the court. I've seen it. I've been a part of it. I maybe if those kids already know, look, they're standing. We, uh, we there don't. With we a don't. We don't want to mess. We don't want to mess with the cops. But if you're just putting security guards there, no, security no, guys officers, in yellow jackets. Yeah. I'm talking about police. Right, that's different. Um, but <clears throat> then you have to go out there and, and hire them for two hours. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how you do it. But well, anyway. if you're going to fine a team five hundred thousand dollars, you probably can afford a budget to hire a few extra cops. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. ACC doesn't have uh, court storming fines. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just listen. If, if somebody, if somebody runs into a player, just throw him in jail. How many times though has a guy actually gotten hurt? Well, it's happened twice so this year. With kind of, I guess I don't think Caitlin Clark was over, really over the hurt. years. 
she was knocked down. Games? I don't think she missed games. She was. She was knocked down. I think she was. People just were stunned. concerned at the time. Yeah. I remember them being concerned at the time. Yeah. You know, court storming is part of the charm of college basketball. Yeah. Even football. It's tradition. And yeah. I know you don't always keep every tradition. It's a pretty good tradition. And maybe court I like storming it. equals yeah. fun. And, and maybe I'm, there are some schools that are doing a better job than others. Yeah. But. Clearly, it's the story of college hoops from the weekend because a kid got hurt. If he doesn't get hurt, it's not a story. No mm-hmm. one's talking about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you do. Yeah, it's, hard it, to, it's hard to keep thousands of kids off of a, a court if yeah, they really are, are you know, set in stone to get out there and celebrate. Sounds it. like our solution is accepted. That sounds pretty much kind of for me. Yeah, like kind of it's kind of the price yeah. of doing business. Yes. <laughs> but I think each game is kind of unique in that there could be certain situations where you can pull the kids off. Now, that particular game was tight, so they were on the court until the buzzer. But if they're down 10 with a minute or a second left, then you're pulling them off the court. I mean, I I think this is fair to say. When you're that age, you're looking for any excuse to storm the court. It's fun. Like, you're desperate to storm the court. You're desperate to get a dub and storm the court. You Um, beat Duke. How yeah. many times Duke has beaten Wake Forest? <laughs> if you're a Wake Forest student, you yeah. usually get drummed yeah, by Duke. You need to celebrate that. Yeah. Because it might not happen again for a long time. Mm-hmm. You take advantage of Although it. Although I will say when, when Marist beat Manhattan for the MAC championship, and they they the, the Manhattan uh, security wouldn't allow people to storm the field, mm-hmm. they were so bitter. <laughs> so bitter. But they had a fence that that, that kind of you know you needed to either climb the fence and they stole guys. If you climb the fence, you're getting arrested. Right. Or you go and they wouldn't open the gate. But parents weren't allowed on the field. The the the, the you know fans weren't allowed on the field. The alums weren't allowed on the field, and they were so bitter mm-hmm. about it. And that's us lacrosse. I mean, there's you know maybe a thousand people there yeah. for a big game. A lot. Anyway, so we want it, people like to storm the court. It's going to be a part of it's it. It's going to continue. Yeah. Coming and up it, next, it is NFL Combine Week. We're hearing more and more about these quarterbacks, including opinions from a former Hall of Fame quarterback. That's next here in the Junkies. Welcome back. Junkies come to you live on 1067 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. Real quick before we get into the, the draft stuff, um, someone did remind me, and it's all coming back to me about the Seth Greenberg. Okay. There, there was a, a former Dematha player who played point guard for for Virginia Tech back then. His name was Nigel Munson. Okay. No, and, Nigel. and Nigel Munson, at the time, he was pretty highly recruited, but he mm. uh, he wasn't playing a lot in that particular season okay. for some reason. And I asked Greenberg. I didn't start it. I asked Greenberg about it, okay. and I think he got very defensive and snarky and started saying, well, "What are you guys uh, coaches now?" Or, right. <laughs> you know, he made some sort of comment. Okay, got it. In his sarcastic. Um, his sarcastic way but um i then i got defensive mm-hmm. back <laughs> okay. and i don't know i think we started talking about movies or something maybe jp asked him about movies okay and i think i said well um you'll have plenty of time in march to go to a movie oh <laughs> i did i do remember saying that so did we hang and, up on him and, and then he got very bitter and he got very silent yeah and he i, I don't know if we hung up on him i, th- I think it just kind of ended i mean it is a good line i mean it's i do it's remember not the that. best way to keep the combo going but it's a funny line by in me. our younger <laughs> days we used to kind of get off on hanging up on people 
I don't know if we hung up on him, but it just got so awkward like, that we, we just We ended didn't shy it. away from confrontation. Yeah, but we didn't now we up. try to keep I it. almost want to say that was a recorded interview, too, because we were doing it in the – I think we did it in a side no, studio. No, I, I think that was, that was live. live. It, it was, was just live? where we were, we were broadcasting. We were doing it live, uh, like Bill O'Reilly. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Right. But it's all coming back to me now. Got it. But That's pretty harsh. That was probably <laughs> 17, 18 years ago. Has to be. Maybe longer. You just look and see when he was at Virginia Tech. Well, he was there from 05 to 12. So okay. he's Brad, been why with is there a guy on forever. hold that says he's 50 years old and he thinks he could play in the NFL? I know. I just spent the entire commercial break talking to him. He was driving me nuts, but maybe you guys will. This is like so random. I'd it, lo- it's so random that, that it's I It's interesting. To, All right. It's kind of interesting. I, 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 I think pop- he's dead serious. What is I popped in there from? and I heard Drab just say, that's awful arrogant to think that you could do that. Yeah. Well, I don't mind I mean, the you, guy being confident. Usually guys guys that actually are qualified to play and actually play in the league, they smash into the wall at around 29 or 30. So he's <laughs> saying add another 20 years to that, and he's good. All right, Mark, what's up, man? What's your deal? Hey, I fulfilled a lifelong dream today by driving out to Ashburn Park and speaking with the gentleman who at the gate about trying out for the commanders. I had on my Kendall Fuller jersey. I had on a Stars and Stripe bathing suit, sweatpants, and a baseball oh, a cap bit. pulled up backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he told me I had to set up the interview. Did they immediately um, call the I, police on you? They should have. What's your size? <laughs> let's actually get your combine. Well, first what, of all, let's get your like, combine to number. Me, it sounds like a white dude. I've, Thinks he can play running back I've in the league at 50. I'm 5'6". Five, six, You're 5'6". Five, 220. Right, 220. 220. You all met me at Bethesda Theater. 5'6", 220. How much can you bench? Uh, 225. Like, if you're in the combine, you put 225 there. How I many reps? Zero. <laughs> I I know I can bench 100 pounds, um, which is not much more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is... Here, well, there's well, a little more. I, I don't understand. I'm, I'm starting as a baseball head coach. I won't um, say which school. On Tuesday, and I'm still going to try setting up this. I'm, I'm all of a sudden fascinated I, by this person. It's, he's, he's all about chasing his life dream. So he wants to be a commander starting running back. He wants to be a baseball coach, and he also wants to be a scout for the commanders. But don't, but it won't work his way up because he... Oh, so you're actually like a delusional human. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you do for a living, well, sir? As I said, I start on Tuesday as a head coach of a baseball team. You're actually going to be the head coach. Yes, I will be the head coach. I worked uh, in another program for two seasons, um, and then I've played rec ball, which you guys might play too. Uh, the Ponce Daily only. I played for about baseball league. Yeah, that's literally <laughs> for old farts. You are a loser, Ponce Daily only is literally for old farts. <laughs> but I think guys throw like eighty-five to ninety in that. It league, doesn't matter. They're, they don't throw eighty-five to ninety. They're actually eighty-five or ninety. <laughs> no. I, I'm more interested in why well, he thinks you, he can be a running back. Was- what do you want to do? Talk about quarterbacking? Today? How's your speed? Look, if you want to be a running back, how's your speed compared to? Let's say you were out there in a running race with their current running back, Brian Robinson. He How would, would you lose fare? by thirty yards <laughs> in a forty? He said he's I, five, he said I would lose by eighty yards. I think I have five zero speed back when I was eighteen. Um, I, as I said, I don't have the right frame for it. I did play rugby for six seasons. And um, I am actually 
uh, have a gimpy knee, to tell you the truth. God bless uh, radio. So hold on. Of course I you don't do. understand this. You're he just wants ADs. So hold on. You're being serious. What did he say he does for a living when you asked He's him? He's going to be he, a head he, baseball coach at a program that he won't name. I know, but like, is that what your does he only, really do for Is that living? your only source of income is being a, a high school coach? That pays you about so two I, grand. I run odd jobs. I ran Amazon uh, right before COVID. You ran I was Amazon. <laughs> so, okay, so it delivers packages. So that's fine. Right. A lot of people do that. Yeah, we all need that, right? And I uh, worked as a substitute at D.C. public charter schools. Um, right. I wrote a book. I was authored a book on WFT on their first season. And I'm sort of a sports junkie, too. Um, <laughs> even today, I feel very, Where did he come very, from? What did the, very, what did the, no, he came what from a mental asylum. We're not talking about the Kurt Warner thing. Because this is taking up the whole thing. What did the uh, security guard say to you when you arrived at the gate and said you wanted to try out for the team? Well, he well, laughed. He, he said that, no, he's fine. He, was, he thought it was cool. I'm very business smart. He said uh, that I had to um, uh, set it up. And Did you think us. you could just show up and try out? I was pretty certain it wouldn't happen, but um, now I have the knowledge that uh, I can try setting up. Dude, a, hey, can we do something? Uh, hey, you know, one thing on. you can, can do. We have him run some combine bits here. <laughs> can we have him come here? So mercilessly, we can yeah. have him out in the <laughs> parking lot and run a forty. He, he asked for a meeting with Adam Peters this morning. <laughs> can we? <laughs> he he doesn't understand. Valdez, will you tackle him? Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Hey, Mark, tackle him. See if he can. Mark, one thing. One thing that they might respond to is a highlight reel. Would you be willing for us to put together a highlight yeah, reel, a which we could send? A compilation. Yes, which we could send to Dan Quinn. Of course. Of course I would do that. You know, something that's good to know about, and I know this is quite off the subject, do you know uh, the former actor, he actually is late, his name's Treat Williams? Yes. Sure. Yes. yes. We yes. know of him, yes. yes. Yeah, well, Treat Williams was, a very gifted high school football player. And, you know, Treat Williams sings. He was in that musical. So what's your point? Yeah, yeah. are you trying to comp yourself to this guy? My point is is that I'm not the only person sitting on the couch trying to get off the sidelines. I know, but you're a hundred. You are are the weirdest person to call the show in a decade. Why don't you be like, listen, I'm even older than you. I'm 54. I'm just getting back into golf again. Why don't you pick up golf? Well, well, baseball really fulfills every... every I know, but it's oh, over for you in baseball. Yeah, well, I wonder what p- position he plays. What position do you play in baseball? Oh, I I know infield, outfield. Um, I tried some catching, but I'm left-handed. I couldn't pick it up last year, um, unfortunately. Um, I do have very good... Where are the odds he throws like Kevin McCarthy? I feel bad for whatever team he's coaching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you coaching well, a public don't school want, I don't or private school? It's a public charter school. That's all I'll say. Oh, so it's like, like six kids, kids. Yeah, it's some like, dude's house. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not a real all that, program. All that I'll say is that um, when it comes to this country, I was just out of the country in Mexico. I was there for two days, two parts of two days. So and, you uh, left this country to go to Mexico for part of two days? <laughs> what? This is the what did you do there? Maybe ever. you went there to get steroids or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, I went there uh, on a family reunion uh, type of trip. Did they let you in? My, yeah, my sister. The uh, police officer did check my bag um, on return. 
to Indianapolis and gave, and everything went fine. Um, he asked me if I had a cash on me and if I had anything to declare. Who do you live man. with? That was my next question. Who do you live with? Your mom? I, I live with myself, but my parents were in Mexico. My brother lived in Mexico right. with um, with his wife and his. What part of town uh, do you live tell in? Tell us more. Well, yeah. <clears throat> Hold on. I, I live up in uh, northwest, uh, northwest, right <laughs> outside of D.C. Hold on, hold on. Northwest I, D.C.? Yeah. Now, I also got a bird from Mexico, um, <laughs> a wooden bird, that is. Right. And his name's Cow, And it's this beautiful, beautiful, colorful bird. Um, the Oaxacan Indians um, sell them. Hey, do you like have any kids or anything? No way. Do I have any kids? No, I no. do not have any kids. Do you have no girlfriend or anything like that? <clears throat> I'm not going to talk about my private life in terms of that. I will say. You're telling us everything else that, about um, it. Are you a virgin? Am I a virgin? Yeah. Uh, I'm not talking about in, anything except to say that I have a nice job. I'm, I, I'm, 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 I, I got money on virgins. <laughs> yeah. That's virgin, a.k.a. incel. <laughs> Huh? Yeah, you it's okay. You, yeah, it's a ball. It's I think, he, told, he told me he left Mexico after a day because it was too hot. <laughs> but he wants to be an NFL running back. I, I well, well, what, you know, when you take the temperature in this country right now, we really have to start living our dreams out. We have some people think the American dream is dead. I don't. <laughs> I ran for office back in 2018. Um, what office did yeah, you yeah, run yeah, for? Yeah. How many votes did you get? How many votes? 563 constituents. The smallest amount of votes in the Democratic primary. Um, <laughs> where, where were you running? Uh, what, what D.C. What were you running was for? That? Yeah, what was the office? Uh, House of Delegates. You ran for Catholic. the... I mean, you can't even get a House yeah. of Delegates spot? But you actually... Hold on. Dude, you got 550 votes? 563. The person who who's sort of the, I wouldn't say the godfather of the district, but he's really well-liked, he has the same name as me, uh, same first name as me, and we both spell our name with a C. And so we, uh, and when so talking to my dad, we thought we were so they, about people <laughs> voting for the wrong guy. Is that what it is? People thought they were voting for the other guy? Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you know, I, I'd like to run for president one day, so, yeah. How many votes do you think you get there? You got big plans? How many votes? Yeah, what's your platform? I don't know if I get one. What's your platform if, if you're one. running for president? What would be my platform? Yeah, yeah I'd love well, to know. Well, my platform right now would be to get rid of all the guns and bombs and wars. But, well, you um, JP will vote for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got one. You yeah. JP will vote for you. Yeah, me and Dan. Yeah, like there's not a large amount of people that want to get rid of guns. <laughs> well, people, it ain't happening here, brother. Thank God. It yeah. will be zero. <laughs> Go ahead. Gun violence isn't a problem, EB. I, I, no. People I are the problem. Uh, people are the Remember problem. Remember that admiral who ran with Ross Perot? I go to sleep on any other issue if it didn't involve that or getting. I'm going to sleep, I'm going to sleep now. Hey, how are you going to get that dream uh, the, uh, of running back to happen? What's your next step? Because we'd love to have my you next, in here, and we'll, we'll put together a little highlight reel. Well, I want to yeah, do a combine. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sure, yeah. 
Yeah. We'll have them on the bench you downstairs, 225. We'll, we'll see how many times you can bench 100. <laughs> you I, said, I you said you could I do 100. 100, I'm pretty sure. Do you know um, that, honestly, do you know that, sure. honestly, if, if, um, if Micah Parsons tackled you, you'd die? Oh, do you know that? At your age? Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't You're know. You're willing to um, die? I don't know. The, the His brain's already dead. Huh? It could lead to they, – they could very, very well say, hey, we like what you're, what you're about, and we'd like you to grab a cot like Charlie Cassery did, you know. And you mean when Charlie was, was 21 and he was trying to be a scout? <laughs> I would do anything in the organization. I – I think I apply. I would love for like. Hold on for a second. I would uh, love for like a uh, psychologist to call uh, him. Oh yeah, because uh, he's got something with the commander. I don't recently. know if it's like a narcissist or if he's just got like some sort of delusional, delusions of grandeur. Probably he got some sort of delusional you're, disorder. You're, 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 Mark, I heard uh, Birdie just told me that you got. Right? Was it his Mexican Birdie? It might have been. Uh, have you been banned from MGM National Harbor? I do not gamble in sports at all but um no i've not been banned i went down there um for one time for comic con but it was kind of strange or or science con or one of those you probably have a big comic book collection don't you (laughs) no no no. big reader i got probably has a different collection yeah (laughs) no i gave away my baseball card collection for a steak and cheese what was your your prize what was your prize baseball card (laughs) Uh, Ricky Henderson, 1980. 1980, Tom. Hey, Ricky Henderson, Ricky. Football card. It's probably all mangled, though. Your corners are all chewed up. He didn't have 8,000 Craig Worthington's. Yeah, definitely, definitely. No, there's too many card collectors, too much sports memorabilia. There's too much. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. He has dabbled a lot of things. All right, Mark, we'll we'll get your information. We'll have you down here for your running back combine, and we'll send the tape to Dan Quinn. And who knows? Any any final words? Any final words? Yes, I want to thank you because the last time I called, I knew that 2 2 22 was when the the name change was to Commanders, and you got me uh, two tickets to the Doobie Brothers. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Keep him on hold. We got a yeah, wild Get one, his dude. information, that please. God, that I just love, called I, out of nowhere. I love radio. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is what happens at radio. People just call out of nowhere. There's a lot of guys radio on radio. We've met over the years. Radio insider. He, he might make them out rush more of the, <laughs> the P1 weirdos. No, like, but he's making a real bid. I, I, I'm being serious. Like, I, I think if you had a, a real clinical psychologist or something, yeah. he's got a diagnosis. Yeah, you yeah. I don't know what it is. Oh, 100%. I didn't want to say it, but yeah. You, you probably put him in a straitjacket and never let him out of the room ever yeah. again. Hey, let me tell you about Main Street Bank. Bank local, cheer local, and business every day is game day. Business is always moving up or down, but never still. That's why the Main Street Bank team treats every day like game day. Main Street Bank is a business-focused community bank, proudly serving the DMV since 2004. Visit mstreetbank.com to learn how to put our team in your office. Main Street Bank, member FDIC, equal housing opportunity lender. Welcome back. Chucky's on 106, having the fan and the team 980. Jerry, Jerry Palm's going to join us coming up at 8 o'clock. Bracketology expert for CBSSports.com. Who's killing him, Jason? You saw over the weekend, somebody, one of the coaches was killing him. I, didn't, for, I missed that, no. Yeah. What? I don't know. He's one of the current 
Hoops coaches? Yeah, maybe he didn't like his opinion of the squad, or I, I don't uh, know what it was. No, I'd have to go back and check on that. Tournament's just around the corner, so we got to start gearing up for <clears throat> the NCAA tournament, talk some college hoops. Because of our last caller, we didn't get to the Kurt Warner stuff. Um, and I'm going to lump in some other things with, with Kurt Warner, but I saw Kurt Warner over the weekend talking about college football. He started watching the quarterbacks. All right, Kurt Warner is a Hall of Famer. For some reason, I call him a former Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. I don't think you can become a former Hall of Famer. You're just a Hall of Famer. You're just kicked out. Yeah. Um, but Kurt Warner tweeted and said, I've now watched four games of Williams, Caleb Williams, Daniels, Jaden Daniels, May, Drake May, and Penix. Felt the two best, guys, two best games I've seen are Daniels versus Mississippi State. And Penix versus Oregon in terms of playing quarterback more down the field. Not quicks and screens. Outside of that, it's been very average. So tell me the games I'm missing for those four. So I followed this stream of these stream of tweets, right? Because mm-hmm. I saw this also. And he, his point was, I'm watching all of these co- games, and they're not doing anything that translates to the pro level. Very little. Right. Like he's watching game after game after game. And that's been my, you know, when I would do the little five-minute review I would always say this is impossible to know because guys are running wide open or they're running these spread off these weird offenses that they don't run at the next level. And I, I, you know, I mean, I think Kurt's a pretty knowledgeable guy. Well, mm-hmm. I wanted to bring up <clears throat> this kind of wackadoo. People are going to say he's a wackadoo um, that runs first round mock on Twitter. He was a scout for the Jets, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are like, "Well, he's a former scout. There's a reason he's a former scout, right?" But I would say. He's somewhat qualified, and I'm just seeing more and more difference of opinion, even on Caleb Williams. Now, he's out there on Caleb Williams. He believes, according to what he sees on film, mm-hmm. Caleb Williams is a fourth-round grade. <laughs> All right? His, his name... He might be right. Uh, the, we'll see. The Twitter account is at FirstRoundMock. His name's Daniel Kelly. He was a, he was a Jets scout. But he comped Caleb Williams. And on its surface, you can be like, that's ridiculous. Comped him to Johnny Manziel. Mm-hmm. The immaturity thing, Johnny Manziel, finger, fingernails, all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But also the way that Johnny Manziel used to just run around like crazy mm-hmm. and then make a play. Yeah, And he broke down like the amount of seconds that each of these guys has before they make a throw. And Caleb Williams does run around a lot off structure before making a throw. Now he's got a cannon for an arm. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that anybody thought Johnny Manziel had some candy arm and couldn't throw the ball. Well, I don't think he came out of college with the, the, a cannon. I don't think anybody thought he had the strongest arm when he came into the league. No, but and he was undersized. He was undersized, and he was known for running around. That was a lot of I thought he greatness. made a good yeah, point. Yeah, and you're not going to be able to do that as much, in, obviously, in the NFL. Right. I thought this guy made a good point on but, Caleb, though. He said, as a former NFL scout, this is a question we need to ask ourselves when considering Caleb Williams as a prospect and the system he played in under Lincoln Riley. How is it that quarterback Miller Moss was able to tie Williams' college career game high of six touchdowns passes in his first career start for USC? Mm-hmm. Is Moss as good as Williams or is Williams a byproduct of Riley's system? Which is it? Because here's the thing. Moss threw the six touchdowns against the number 15-ranked Louisville, who had the number 21-ranked defense. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like it was the worst team in football. Yeah, it's 
it, it, it just shows you how many different opinions there can be, even on the guy who most people say is the number one pick. Now, this is an out-there opinion that he believes is a fourth-round grade, yeah. but I guess he has hit on some of these guys who he believes have been overdrafted over the years. Well, he may be overdrafted, but he's not going to be a fourth-rounder. No. Because these quarterbacks starved teams, these desperate teams, are obviously going to take them very high, but... Kurt Warner I mean, loves a lot Penix. Of these, a, lot of, a lot of these college quarterbacks, and we, we talk to people all the time about this, they're just, you know, how many college quarterbacks actually play under center? Not, there not aren't many, that many. If, if any, at this right. point, that get drafted high. So for least. him to say that he's just not, he doesn't see Kurt Warner when he says he just doesn't see a lot of what the college quarterback play, how can they adjust to the NFL play because it's so much different. So much faster. Well, he's just saying, I. It's hard for me. You're just guessing because they're not running any right. pro concepts. Yep. Very few. Yep. Like I'm watching a whole game and I see like two things, mm-hmm. and then we're making these leaps and saying these guys are you know the best ever or the best in ten years. And it's well, hard I mean, to co- see. And college coaches aren't trying to groom their quarterbacks for the NFL. They're trying to win games on Saturdays. The great example of that I always thought was Tebow. They never yeah. tried to develop Tebow. They're trying to win a championship. Yeah. Look, Peters has to get it right. So I kind of did a deep dive on this guy, Daniel Kelly. He also zags on Drake May. Like the guys who Washington may select. Here's what he says about Drake May. He projects him out as a bottom tier NFL starter. Doesn't like his ball placement. He said it's average, not good, and not great. If you look at and he does a dive on the the percentages, like there's the, also a reason that he's on Twitter with like eight thousand followers, and Adam Peters has ascended to running an NFL organization. Like, I tend to value Adam Peters' opinions. opinions over. I get it, but there's then, a lot of people. Well, you know, well, we don't so know. We're talking so about. We don't know if Peters is taking. He might believe. He might agree with him. Yeah, we, we you don't know what Peters thinks. I don't know what Peters thinks, but I. I know this. I'll value whatever Peters thinks more than whatever he does. More yeah, than yeah. a first well, round a, mock. But on what Twitter. about what Warner thinks? I mean, Warner isn't a scout. He's not. He but this guy position. was a scout. He's not a personnel he guy played the Cakes. position. This guy was a scout. Now you might not agree with his opinions. Like he 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 likes Spencer Rattler. He thinks Spencer Rattler compares more look, to Patrick Mahomes and Caleb Peters, Morris. That doesn't mean he's going to make the right pick. He could swing and miss on whoever they pick at number two. That's, that's why, true. That's why the NFL draft is intriguing because it's inexact. Well, and, and, and I think Warner's giving you a reason why it's inexact. Yeah. Because you're not seeing the skills that directly translate. Where you have to make the difficult reads, the quick processing, and make, you know. That's, that's where I'm going to bank on Peters and his staff. But they're to, guessing. To, of course they're guessing, yeah. but they're they're making an educated guess at whoever they're going to select at number two. They are, but maybe I'm gonna there pro- are other- I'm going to place my faith with them. Yeah. It's, got, it's all you can do at this point. Are, of course. Just, I, right I'm pick. just seeing more and more of a difference of opinion on these. You you can quibble with this guy. He was a former NFL scout. You have a Hall of Famer and Kurt Warner. There are differences of opinion. Like Kurt Warner said he watched four games of each of the top guys. And at least based on that... Best game, he's most impressed by Penix and Jaden Daniels. Not Caleb Williams, not Drake May. Penix and Jaden Daniels. Well, that's nothing but good news for the commanders because that if Caleb goes first, then they don't have to worry about picking him. Well, it doesn't they mean pick that Daniels, if that's the guy that they It doesn't like. mean that he doesn't think they're still first round quarterbacks. I mean, he didn't come out and say he's, he thinks Caleb Williams was a fourth round quarterback. That That's kind of outrageous to me. 
It might not be if you think about it this way. What if you think about it this way? All right, you got an undersized kid who doesn't run anything uh, really uh, uh, in the flow of the design or whatever. It's all it's all um, sort of off the cuff, running around, and I just don't see the translating skills other than a great athlete, big arm. Well, he doesn't do that on every drop back. I mean, no. you would think Correct. based on what this guy's saying, he does it on every drop back. I mean, there's, Caleb Williams makes plays in the pocket. Here's, so, right. here's so what he says. May. Here's what he says about Caleb Williams. He wrote this on January 10th. I've now evaluated USC quarterback Caleb Williams in every snap he took in 2022 and 2023, and I've written approximately 11,850 words reflecting on him in articles. The takeaway: Williams is too undisciplined, moody, and immature to ever realize his potential. Hmm. Yes, he is loaded with God-given raw arm strength and elite ability to create and extend, but he's underdeveloped in the finer points of the position. His skill set doesn't translate well to the next level. The NFL game is about quick time to throw, precise downfield ball placement, and ball security. The only box he checks is ball security. And then he goes through the amount of time he spends. I mean, like all these different things. But that's one guy's opinion, and there's a million guys who think the complete opposite. That is true. So... Again, it's just interesting, the difference of opinion. And Kurt Warner, Hall of Famer, difference of opinion, it seems like. I, and I, the conventional wisdom. I don't know wisdom. anything about this guy, Jeff Kelly, or whoever this guy is. I put stock in what <clears throat> Warner says, though. For some reason. All right, coming up next, we will talk some college hoops. Jerry Palm, bracketologist, joins us on the Junkies.